Hi, and welcome to Getting Biblical, the show where I drink too much and talk about my favorite Bible stories. I am Matt Smith, your host, and thank you for joining us today. So for today's episode, we're continuing the story of Moses. We tiptoed into the water, as it were, of the story of Moses previously, but now we're going we're gonna to continue on to the next leg of that. But first, let's talk about what I'm drinking. So for anyone that knows the story of Moses, you probably already know where today's episode is going to go. But a few episodes back, I talked about, uh, actually quite a few, I think, I talked about my Infinity Bottle that I was starting. And uh, I'm not here to talk about that per se, but if you remember, the base starter for that bottle was an Irish whiskey by a company named Bushmills, like pretty much like the oldest Irish whiskey company still in existence or whatever like and I chose it because I, I like it it's not too pronounced it's not it won't overpower other things right it's a I wanted it as a mild base so I'm a fan I'm a fan of the product and that, that's why I wanted to be a start to my infinity bottle anyways so today I decided to try another of the Bushmill family tree if you will uh, it's actually their newest offering or at least the most the most recent release from the company which is still a few years old it's not like brand new but it's it's one of their their newer things bushmills doesn't offer a really wide selection uh, just a couple different things across the line they you know they're they're staples right the steadfast things they offer this one this one is called uh, red bush and it's basically the the same bushmills irish whiskey that we're used to but they mature it in bourbon barrels that they source uh, from here in the U.S., from Kentucky. So you've got the liquid, the whiskey itself from Ireland, and the barrels uh, they sit in are from Kentucky, and it, it marriages the two, it puts, them, puts the two together to make an interesting new flavor. Uh, you know, an American and an Irish. It's kind of like the, the Conan O'Brien, I guess, of whiskeys or something. I don't know. There's probably better examples than that, but that's, that's where we get this product. And it's it's neat. I like it a lot. It's they on the bottle and and elsewhere on their website. They kind of recommend to like do it as a shot and like to you know just pound it or whatever, which I don't 100% agree with. Like I like it fine by itself. A couple you know an ice cube or two in there to kind of you know there's not it's not it's not gonna compare to like a Lagavulin or whatever, but it it has a little bit extra flavor a little extra bit than the regular irish does that it's pulling in from those bourbon barrels and i'm a big fan of bourbon so i like the the hint of of the bourbon on it so i don't know i'm a fan and uh i like it and i've drank most of the bottle so <laughs> so we're good uh, also it's called red bush which hey we will we will get to why that pertains to this episode later if you don't already see it coming so <laughs> Let's, let's get back to Moses stuff. So Moses, when we left Moses, uh, he had murdered an Egyptian for beating up one of his people, one of the Hebrew people, one of the Hebrew slaves, and then panicked when he found, when people found out about it, when he when he knew that he had been, uh, the, the, the jig was up, as it were, and he started running. He just started running. He ran and ran and ran, just like Forrest Gump or whatever. He ran until he gets to a place called Midian. And as he comes up to Midian, he ends up meeting a guy named Jethro, who was like the high priest of Midian. And Jethro had seven daughters. And I'm skimming over a little bit here, but uh, of the seven daughters, Moses ends up marrying one of them named Zipporah. And they have a kid, and et cetera, et cetera. So Moses basically, like, he, he sets up his whole life 
over here, right? He marries Zipporah. He's got his new father-in-law, Jethro. He's got a kid, and he's he's away from danger. The Pharaoh doesn't find him there or whatever, so he gets to live out his life. I think it says he ends up staying there for like 40 years, if we do the math right. Uh, I'll look into it later. But he's there for a long time. It's not it's not a quick, like, oh, I'm going to get married and then dip or whatever. Like, no, he's, he's settled in. He's, yeah, he stayed there with her there longer than I've even been alive. So, uh, and and during that time, that the older Pharaoh, the pharaoh, that Pharaoh that is his godfather or his grandfather Pharaoh, his adopted grandfather Pharaoh, that had put the hit out on Moses, that guy dies. That guy, that guy's gone now. And there's a new Pharaoh that that rises up in power. And so now we're three Pharaohs in for the whole Moses story. So to recap. Before Moses was born, there was Pharaoh number one, who was like a nice enough guy. Like he liked the Israelites, he liked the Hebrews. He didn't have a problem with them. They lived, they did their own thing, and whatever. They're just these shepherd people that live on the outskirts of Egypt. No big deal. A seemingly nice guy, right? And then there was an uprising, and then this new Pharaoh came and had some confidence issues and whatever. And he was like, oh, man, these shepherd people, we got to get rid of them. And they might take over us. And we better start throwing their babies in the river and to the crocodiles, like that type of thing. And so he does all of that bullshit. And then after him now is the third Pharaoh. And all he ever knew was that Egypt had these Israelite slaves. And so he ended up treating them even more like shit than even the second, the other pharaoh did. The first pharaoh that enslaved them, this new pharaoh was an even bigger dick and made him like made him work even harder and whatever. Like he didn't even like because he didn't see them the transition before they were like autonomous people in and then becoming slaves. They just they were flat out slaves and they were lower beings and didn't give a shit about them. So during all this time, this forty years while Moses is living his best life now over with Jethro and, and family, uh, the Israelites are having a harder and harder time and they just start crying out for God to save them and deliver them from slavery and all this kind of stuff. And God listens and he's like, you know what? You know what I I I need to save my people. Who can I use? Who can I I I I use as my guy to help save my people from the slavery? What can I do? And he's like, oh, where'd that where'd that guy Moses get to? Man, I haven't seen him for like forty years. Where do you get off to? Um, he might not be the hero that Israel needs, but he's the one they deserve. Which or something like that. I still don't quite even understand what that quote means from The Dark Knight. Like, like I do in the context of The Dark Knight and the movies and everything with Harvey Dent versus Batman and whatever. Like, uh, the hero we need versus the hero we deserve. Like, I don't like whatever. I'm sorry, I don't even know why I brought it up. It's stupid, but uh, <laughs> I don't like it. When, I don't like it when people use it in everyday sentence. Like, they try to like like be cool and like use it. Like, no, like you can't. Like you can't like oh like these aren't these are the Cheez-Its. Like when you got like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you're at like, and you buy like snack food at the dollar store or whatever. You're like, oh, like these aren't these aren't the cheeses that we need, but the cheeses we deserve. I don't know. So, anyways, unbeknownst to Moses, God makes a plan, makes chooses chooses Moses to help him deliver his people out of slavery. And Moses doesn't know what's going on. Moses Moses is is minding his own business so one day moses is just walking with his sheep walking with the flock and he sees over yonder he sees a a bush that's on fire 
and he squints and he looks at it more and as he's looking at it closer and closer and more and more and he's squinting or whatever he sees that it's burning but it's like not burning like like the like the bush itself is still like green there's leaves on it whatever and it's not burning up right it's on fire there's definitely a fire there but it's not burning up and so he's like he sees it, sees it from over over ways or whatever. Like, like what in tarnation? <laughs> I I gotta see this. Like, I don't know. I don't know why Moses is now southern, but we're going with it, I guess, for now. So he runs up the mountain and to go get a look at this burning bush that doesn't burn. And uh, get it, burning bush. That's uh, we drank red bush. Eh, that was that's the tie-in. Anyway, so as as Moses gets closer to this bush. And as if the bush that was burning, but also wasn't, if that, as if that wasn't enough, as Moses gets closer to the bush, God calls out from the bush in an audible voice, and he says, Moses, Moses. And Moses, I guess, like any of us would do if we hear our name called out from a bush, on fire or otherwise, we go, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's me, I'm here. And I got, <laughs> and God says, stop, don't come any closer. Where you are standing is holy ground. Like, come on, man, just take off your shoes, bro. Like, I'm literally God. I saw when you stepped in sheep poop earlier. Don't bring that nasty stuff over here. Like, take your shoes off, man. <laughs> That's the conversation they have. And Moses, he hid his face because he was scared of God. He's like, oh, this, shit, this is God, whatever. It's a big deal. So he hides his face. And he's also maybe a, a little bit embarrassed about the sheep poop uh, thing, you know, with, with his shoes or whatever. And and God's like, like okay, Moses, here's the deal. Here's, here's what I want uh, to go down. My people, the Israelites, your people, right, your heritage, they're in a real bad spot right now, and it's not good. And I want you to get them all out of there. You got to get them out of Egypt. Got to gotta pull them out. We just we just got to gotta move on out. Got to get out. I want them out of Egypt. We're taking them to somewhere new, new place, new home. We're going to do all that. A promised land, Moses. This new place I picked out, it's flowing with milk and honey, Moses. It's going to be great, Moses. Like, I, 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 want, I want you to help me. And Moses is all like, well, gee whiz, I don't, I don't know about any of all that. You, you sure you want me? Like, who am I to go and talk to the Pharaoh and the like? Like, I, I ain't nobody. And, and, and Moses continues like, so yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. We got, we got to help them. Uh, but you're, you're, a, you're a burning bush talking to me right now. I'm convinced, but when I go talk to the Israelites about all this, they ain't going to believe me about what I heard right here. Who, who, what should I tell them sent me? I, I can't just say no burning bush told me this thing. Like, I need a name to do this thing. And then, and then God, and I think this is one of the most dead-on, like, badass statements that God makes in the whole of the Bible and everything— Moses is asking what God's name is so that he can literally like name drop God when he talks to the people of Israel to motivate them to follow his lead and to to leave Egypt and all this kind of stuff. So so Moses asks God what his name is and God and just imagine like I mean it's, it the voice that's coming from this burning bush, right? And I imagine like the the bush just like gets like 
like go like burst into even more flames right when god is talking like it just like like first it was like just like yeah just kind of like kind of on fire or whatever it's just like like kind of just does this whole big big old flame shit or whatever and god says you want my name i am who i am mic drop like just like <laughs> tell the children of israel that i am sent you i was here before names were even invented like you don't even need to have a name for me just i am like it's the opposite kind of version like like it's a cool badass version of like voldemort right the he who shall not be named god's like i am god i don't even need a name names are for pussies like <laughs> names are for weaklings uh, that need to identify themselves i'm just badass i'm just i am i exist i've been here i created everything you let them know who sent you and like he <laughs> And they, but then, but then, he, like the very next verse, God pulls a uh, a Daenerys from Game of Thrones. You know how like she gets when she's all trying to like verbally abuse someone or whatever. Like she just goes off on like all of her di- different titles. She's all like, like I am, I am Daenerys of the House Targaryen, the first of her name, the unburnt queen of the Andals, Khaleesi, protector of the realm, breaker of chains, the mother of dragons, widow of Aquaman, and. And Pokemon Master, like she just, she just says like all these things or whatever. Like, are you trying to impress someone? Or are you just trying to filibuster? Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? <laughs> God, God does that. Like, he first starts off like super strong. He's just like, I am the I am. Like, I don't need a name, whatever, all this kind of stuff. But then he's like, you know what? Gather the elders of Israel and tell them that I. And then he drops his name, Yahweh. The God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. And tell them I will bring them out of Egypt, and I will bring them into the land of the Canaanite, and the Hittite, and the Amorite, and the Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite, to a land flowing with milk and honey. Which, he harps on this a lot. He talks about like this land of milk and honey, and I'm sure that was really impressive back then, and a place you really wanted to go to. But like in 2019, it just sounds like a breakfast cereal. Like I'm sorry, like it's not it's not as impressive right now. But anyway, he he harps on. He's like, yeah, we're gonna all the, this whole land of all these different people. We're gonna take that land. We're gonna make it happen. We're gonna build up a new country over here. And so <laughs> he continues. God says, and he's like, go to Pharaoh. And say that the I, the God of the Israelites, have talked to you, Moses, and asked Pharaoh to let the Israelites go on a three-day journey into the wilderness to make an offering, a sacrifice to me, their God. And and here, here's what's weird. Here's what's interesting. So God clearly is like, I'm going to get them out of slavery. Everyone's leaving Egypt. Like, we're done with that place. We're leaving. But his initial instructions to Moses aren't even to bring that part up at all. Like, all Moses is supposed to ask for is, like, a week's vacation for the Israelites, right? Just, like, like a long holiday, a long vacation, or long, uh, long, a long weekend, basically, right? It's a three-day journey out into the wilderness. You make the sacrifice for, like, a day or something, and then three days back. That's all they're asking for, like a week off, a week off to go do this. But God's like, let me tell you what's going to happen next. Let me tell you, Pharaoh is not going to do it. He's not going to go in for it. He's not going to give them the week off vacation time. And because of that, I'm not even going to have a choice in the matter because he's a dick. That Pharaoh guy's a dick. He won't let my people go out in the wilderness for a week vacation. I got I to give him my strong hand. 
I got to see this right here, these right here. And he like taps like his biceps or whatever. I think like, like Egypt's going to catch these hands, right? We're going to bring, we're going to take him to the gun show. We're going to mess him up. We're going to mess him up so bad, so bad that when you leave Egypt, they are going to be so glad that you're leaving that they are going to pay you to leave. Mark my words. Once I get through with them, ooh, I'm telling you, boy, like <laughs> they're going to, they are going to give you gold and their possessions and stuff and nice clothes just so that you get the fuck out of there like they, they're gonna want you to leave so bad and 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 god is just hyping it up and he's like we're i can't wait we're gonna do some great stuff together and then moses after hearing all of this he finally speaks up he's like well that all that all sounds real nice mr yahweh but uh i'm i'm telling you they ain't they ain't guns to believe me yeah, like, I can't. I like. I. I think it's a great. I think it's a great plan. But I just. It's not. I'm not good. I'm not good at this. Like maybe you should find somebody else. And God says, okay, okay. I feel like. I feel like I need to prove something to you. So he's like, what's that in your hand right there? And Moses is like, my walking stick. And God says, throw it on the ground. <laughs> and so Moses throws his walking stick on the ground, and instantly it becomes a snake. And he's terrified of it. And he starts to run away. And God's like, yo, chill. Grab the tail of the snake. Do it now. Which, sorry, side note. Have you guys been watching Punisher on Netflix season two? Uh, I forgot this about him. Frank Castle on that show like, is fantastic. I love I love it so much. He's such a badass. But uh, whenever he tells someone to do stuff, he always follows it up with, do it now. He'll, like, tell you to do something and do it now. Like, like do this. Do it now. Like, like maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe I haven't finished it. Maybe he stops doing it later. But, like, when he's talking to the girl that he's, like, helping rescue or whatever, like, every time, like, do this. Do it now. Like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of badass. Like, I don't, I don't know why I brought it up. But, anyway, it's like God's like, God's like, Moses, pick up the tail. Do it now. And so Moses did it, and he and he grabs the snake's tail, and as soon as he touches it, as soon as he grabs the, the tail, it the whole thing turns back into the walking stick, right? So, like, oh, man, it's a, it's a little miracle. It's a party trick you can do to prove that you have power from God. And then God says, I'm not done yet. Now for my next trick, put your hand inside your shirt. And so Moses puts his hand inside his shirt, and when he pulls his hand back out, his hand was riddled with leprosy. Now, can I just real quick? Leprosy is a disease that the Bible just loves to talk about. It is like the number one most talked about disease in the whole Bible. And growing up uh, in a religious household, religious family, I, I was just like, it was just a thing. Like, oh, leprosy, leprosy is all over the Bible, whatever. It just always was. But I had this mental imagery of what leprosy was. It just being like a really nasty, like, like your skin is ashy and maybe there's some like open wounds that don't heal. Like, like it's it's bad, right? Like it's not something that you want, but it's just kind of like uh like I don't know if that's what they call it, leprosy, like like a leopard, like you're like a snow leopard. I don't know, like like you're white, you're ashy, but you also have open wounds with like spots. I don't know, like it's that's bad, but I don't know. I never really I never really looked into it, never whatever. Guys, 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 guys. I looked it up. Leprosy is fucked up. Leprosy is still around today. Uh, it's still an issue that the World Health Organization is, has on their radar. It is a mess. Like, it's bad enough if you just get it on your arm or whatever, and then it's just like, like, 
oh shit, now I have this hole in my skin that will never heal, uh, and, and I'm super ashy, and, and cocoa butter won't help. Um, like, that's the good scenario of getting leprosy. You get it on your face, game over, man. Like, your eyes, your lips, oh, oh my god. Like, I would, I googled it. I was like, oh, like, let me, I feel like, I feel like I need to know about what leprosy is more. I don't, I don't have a full understanding of it, so I googled it. I was, I was terrified, mortified, whatever, horrified, like all the, all, all the fights, like all the things. It was, it's absolutely, and, and whatever. If you're a sicko that just likes, I have a, I have this friend, Oja, who just like loves looking at like pimples being popped. Like it's just, it's this thing, like he comes home from work, I think, and just sometimes it just is bored and just like, oh, let me go look at YouTube videos of pimples being popped or whatever. Like it might be a slight exaggeration, but he's just fucking into it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's disgusting. It's horrible. So maybe if you're like him, uh, maybe maybe this like Googling leprosy isn't going to affect you. I don't know. For me, I'm squeamish. I don't like that shit. I do not. I'm not about it, whatever. It was horrifying to me. So so this this disease of leprosy in the bible is no no joke and nothing to play around with uh it's horrible anyway so so from here on out for however long this show getting biblical goes on i need you i really need you to just take this leprosy shit seriously right Can can we agree on that please so so moses pulls his hand out of his shirt and his hand is all leprosied the fuck up and god's like now put your hand back in your shirt again (laughs) and Moses does it and he puts his hand back in his shirt and he pulls it out and wouldn't you know it when he pulls his hand back out his his hand is all clean and back to normal like there's no leprosy like it's amazing and so God's like here's the plan you're gonna go in there first and hit him with the right jab which is the walking staff turned into a snake trick I just taught you and if that don't work then we're gonna hit him with the left jab which is this leprosy trick of the you know putting your put your hand in your shirt or whatever and if both of those don't work then I'm gonna hit them hardcore and I'm gonna turn their drinking water into blood and do some hardcore metal shit that'll show them and <laughs> it's real hard it escalates really quickly but and and Moses Moses comes back again he's like uh, like okay okay Mr Yahweh sir this, this sounds like a pretty good idea but I gotta say. I ain't the most good of speakers, you know, like, 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 like I'm a little slow in the tongue. You surely, you don't, sure you don't, you don't want to find someone else, right? Like, am I your best bet? Like, sir, Mr. Yahweh, sir. And God, and God goes off on Moses. God's like, you don't think you're good at talking? Who do you even think makes people have mouths? I invented mouths. I gave people mouths and I'm the one that makes people deaf or mute or blind, which like weird flex, man. Like, like you're breaking up some pretty bad stuff. Like you're the cause of all that. Like you may not want to, you may not want to be talking about this, but whatever. Weird flex, but okay. But he's like, he's like, I invented all this shit. Like I invented mouths. He's like, I will be your mouth. I'm gonna put words in your mouth, and and I'm gonna tell you what to say. You need to, you need to chill out and stop worrying and have some fucking confidence in yourself, Moses. But Moses is not letting up. Moses just starts begging. He's like, please, like, I hate public speaking. Just pick someone else, please. Like, I'll, I'll go along. I'm about it. Like, I like your vision. But just please, please pick someone else. And God, and God is tight right now. But he's so mad at Moses. But he's like, fine, whatever, whatever. You have a brother, don't you? And 
he does. <laughs> that was, he, has an, he has an older brother. He goes, he goes, oh, you have a brother, don't you? Like, Aaron, is it? He's good at talking, right? He's good. Let's go grab him, and you can be the behind-the-scenes guy, and, and Aaron will be the talker. He'll be the one on the front lines. Right? He'll be my professional speaker. Think you can handle that, Moses? Think you can, think you can do that? And Moses is like, yeah, like this is good. This is this is that's what I wanted. Thank you, sir. <laughs> like like I'm I'm about the, I'm about it. I support you. I just don't want to talk. So so Moses goes on his journey. He gets his wife and his kid, and he meets up with Aaron, and they go to the elders of the Israelites, and they do the whole snake and leprosy trick and everything. And and the elders of the Israelites, the slave guys here, right? They believe. And they, there's a very nice moment where they're encouraged and like, like God is going to deliver us. And the Israelites start having some hope in their lives that slavery isn't going to be a thing forever. And that's where we're going to stop for today. <laughs> uh, next time we will pick up with where Moses visits with the Pharaoh and sees how that goes. Which, spoiler alert, not well. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't go. It doesn't go as nicely as it did with the elders of the Israelites. But I can't wait to talk about it. It's gonna be super fun. So, kind of a short episode. We're kind of we're kind of doing baby steps, just kind of like edging along here uh, in the story of Moses. But got a lot of a lot of fun stuff to talk about. A lot of a lot of cool things. And I, I'm the reason I'm cutting it off now is because the next part of the story is is a bit longer. So this would be like an hour and twenty minute episode, I think, if I if I kept going. So we gotta cut it off right here. Uh, also, Passover is coming up. We're going to be talking about that. And i got some other fun stuff. I've got some, got some guests coming up on the show shortly, working on the details for all that. So anyway, as always, thank you guys for listening. Hope that you enjoyed it. Hope that hope that you have a great, fantastic day. Hope you have a great week. Check us back next Sunday for our next new episode. Uh, also, as always, follow us on the Twitters and the Instagrams and all that fun stuff. Please also like and share and tell us, Tell about us to your friends, all that fun stuff. So anyway, thank you guys so much. Have a fantastic day. Cheers.